Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 125 of the See Us Show. We are back with another fun-filled episode. A lot's been kind of going on in the NBA, so I'm so excited, extremely excited to share some content with you guys as well, too. But before we get into the hottest topics, I'd like to always rehash the episode that was previous, which was episode 124. Uh, we had our co-host Terrence and also Carl Conyers, the junior executive at Radar Pictures, and we discussed various topics Red Hot Nets, Katie's injury, LeBron chasing greatness, Kyrie stepping up into the number one option role, our all-star predictions, uh, the Clippers' state of mind, and Steph's return as well, too. So hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Very heated debate, but um, it was really, really, really quality content. So just make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at The Caesars Show, at Terrence Whaley, at Sir Caesars as well, too. So before we get into today's hottest topics, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my co-host, my day one, Terrence Whaley. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> Hey, man. Oh, my bad. I see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. My bad. But yeah, man, it's Sunday. You know, beautiful, beautiful time to talk about basketball. A lot going on. Uh, I just got a text over my group message saying that Steph out multiple weeks. So I, don't, I don't know where where that's at right now. I need to see the two sources come through, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about a lot. Oh man, yeah, and that's going to definitely be a topic of discussion as well too. But that is crazy. So you ready to get into the hottest topics for the day, man? Yeah, let's do All it. All right, let's get straight into it. Number one trending topic all over the world is Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Uncle is Drew. Uncle Drew. He has told the Nets that he wants to be traded before the deadline. So these are some quotes from Adrian Wojnarowski. After failing to negotiate terms on a long-term contract extension with the organization, Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving has issued a trade request. Irving, who will become a free agent this summer, wants out ahead of Thursday's NBA trade deadline. The Los Angeles Lakers and Phoenix Suns are already expressing interest in discussing an Irving trade, and the Dallas Mavericks are expected to do so as well soon. And then also the Clippers got added as well. Irving did not furnish a list of preferred teams, but his marketplace is small and it's clear he's hoping that a team will trade for him with intentions of signing him to an extension in the offseason. The Nets and Irving's agent, Shatelia Riley Irving, had discussed an extension recently, but Brooklyn remained reluctant to rush into a long-term commitment without further evidence that that Irving could stay reliable, perform at a high level, and remain controversy-free, sources said. Um... So Irving, who was in his final year of that deal that pays him $36.9 million, has been seeking in the neighborhood of a four-year, $198.5 million maximum extension available to him until June the 30th, sort of says. So if Irving is traded, he's eligible to sign a two-year, $78.6 million extension with his new team until June 30th. So Terrence Whaley, my question for you throwing this curveball at you okay <laughs> what are your thoughts on this whole situation man um sure, sure. let me hear it let me hear it let me hear it for sure well, let me preface all my comments by saying first and foremost i'm a laker and lebron fan second thing <laughs> second thing i want to say is uncle drew is worth all all every penny of that that money and that extension money um when he's on the floor so i want to say that those first two things before i get into it um, and also, I'm a Kevin Durant hater, so I'm glad the Nets are wow, are are, are in this situation. <laughs> um, so honestly, when the when the when the trade requests came across my phone, it was like maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday during the week last week. Like I was working or whatever, and I was like, "Damn, this! 
I know he he was plotting <laughs> on this. Like no matter if the I, I think if the Nets were in the one seed, he would have still did this. Mm. Like I just you know it's to me the the whole foundation is is between what happened between him and Joe and Joe side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, over the whole documentary thing and him not really standing by him in that situation and really, really dragging his career through the mud um, after that moment. And I think at this point, you know, it would have never been they were, the Nets were never going to sign him to that 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 extension without those stipulations. So I think both sides at this point have come to an agreement that they need to move on. I think it's the right decision for the Nets. Now, I think going forward, do I think they should either try to win now or um, or try to blow it up? I think they should try to win now because in the NBA, anything can happen. You can get a fluke championship. Like Things can, things can happen. Pe- people get injured. So I think that they should still be in the mode to try to get win now players in return instead of the first round draft picks that let's say the Lakers are trying to offer them. That's what I would do if I were the GM of the Nets. Now, again, me as a Laker fan, <laughs> I want to see him go to the Lakers because I want to see Bron and, and, and Kyrie link back up and, and, and get that, get that back going. But I think from a GM perspective, if I'm, if I'm Brooklyn, you need to stay in win now mode because when Kevin Durant comes back, um, you still have a chance just as much as anybody in the East. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting as well too. It's crazy, like you said, like when we found out about this a couple of days ago, it's like, because that shit came out on a Friday. I think that shit oh, came okay, out okay. on a Friday, like right after the major sports, you know, broadcasts mm-hmm. were over as well, too. Yep, so he smart. knew exactly what he smart. was doing, man. Smart. <laughs> that shit was crazy. And it's just like, every time you think shit smooth, something mm-hmm. always pops always up with off. this guy. Yeah. Now I'm pro Kyrie, but I'm also a realist. Like, you can't be doing this shit, but... At the end of the day, I just feel like what we kind of talked about through text um, that day is it really just comes down to him wanting to get the most out of his money as well, too. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you don't see eye to eye, um, I think this was definitely something that was kind of strategic on his end as well, too. But I, I don't blame him, you know, after just looking at him more and more, you know, down the line. It's like if you my seeing Katie out, you're getting to see my skill set, my talent on a full perspective um, and you guys need me. We we both need each other. Katie and him need each other to get to where they need to be as well, too. So mm-hmm. I think this was the ultimate, yo, you see my worth now. I've been a model citizen for the most part, obviously, with the whole anti-Semitism, promoting of the, the Hebrew to Negro shit. That, that's something that's a little different as well, too. But mm-hmm. ever since then, I've been doing what I've supposed to been doing. I want to get a contract extension in the offseason last year, and you guys still don't want to give it to me now. So you guys clearly don't care about me, so you might as well just get rid of me. So... Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at him um, as well, too, but from my own perspective, I'm just thinking, like, you've given me so many different red flags. Like, how can I even trust you? You know what I'm saying? His first year, he didn't get hurt. He just decided not to come back to the bubble. He said, fuck all that. And then we already know what happened during COVID as well, too. And then we already know what happened with the whole situation. Um, So it's it's definitely kind of interesting. If I'm a GM, I – on my on my for ego purposes you don't have to trade them you know what i'm saying you technically don't have to trade them you could basically do what the, the toronto raptors did where you don't necessarily trade him but you know that he's in his expiring contract and you just try to win the chip um so if i'm a gm i say i'm not trading you but he already said he was gonna sit out though 
Oh, so he's, he's going to sit out now. Yeah, I think that there was a report that they kind of like, you know how it's like he's threatening agents, to sit out if he doesn't get traded. Agents be like, "Oh, you don't want to do this trade? All right, but I'm gonna put a rumor out there say he he thinking about sitting." That's the crazy the because we that's wild. Like, what I, you know he gonna do? Even when your boy KD come back, like that's kind of fucked up. I think look, I think they're past that. I think it was like it was cool. You know, we played for three years, but at the end of the day, like they don't want to pay me my money, man. So you think Katie's like I respect what you're doing? Yeah, because he's that's that's his best friend. Kevin and Kyrie been so consistent on their stances. Kyrie like if I don't fuck if some shit don't me- like mesh with my values, I'm not playing basketball. And Kevin been like <laughs> I just want to hoop, and any other man's decision is his decision. So mm-hmm. I think that th- I think Kevin's cool with it. Well, damn. Well, it looks like then you'd have to trade him as well too. Um, so that that kind of sucks. So do you do you think at the end of the day the move this move that Kyrie pulled? this past Friday was was smart or idiotic? I think it was smart because in my <clears throat> in my eyes, like, all Kyrie wanted to do is get paid his worth. Like, there's no reason why – well, you can make – well, Russ, when he was an MVP caliber player and getting triple doubles, I think that's when he got his max extension, and that's the reason why he's making more than let's let's say, for example, Kyrie Irving right now. Yeah. Kyrie Irving's making like somewhere like thirty-seven million, something like that. Russ is making forty-seven million. I'm pretty sure Kyrie done seen that the past few years and be like, you know, I need to get paid my money. You know, seeing Steph get paid, seeing Dame get paid, like. But that difference in all of them is they are consistent. Well, yeah, true, true, true. But at the end of the day, he, just from an ego standpoint, he like, mm-hmm. no, I want my money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I need to be able to say I'm a fifty million dollar point guard. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the truth at the end of the day. And I think, you know, what's from what I'm seeing from a Laker fan and what I've just seen in the rumors was like, all the NBA GMs seem to not like they're willing to trade for Kyrie Irving, but they're not willing to give him four year the four year one ninety eight. And that includes the Lakers. They want to do the two-year 78 to line his contract up with LeBron's. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, I think at the end of the day, if Kyrie really does want to leave Brooklyn and get under from underneath Joe's side, he's going to have to say, okay, like, the two-year 78 ain't bad. Like, I think that's really going to be his only decision. It's either going to be sit out and not get a deal in the summer because ain't nobody going to give him four – nobody's going to give him four years after sitting – when you're a four seed in the East, mm-hmm. all the GMs are gonna be like, you don't even have the competitiveness to want to win a championship because you were the four seed in the, in the East. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a it's a rock and a hard place, and I think the bluff will not be that the the Brooklyn won't trade him. It'll just be that he'll have to accept the two year seventy eight million. Mm, so you think he's gonna get traded, but isn't gonna get that full money that he wants? Exactly, not by June thirtieth. Yeah, that's gonna be tough as well too. Um, Hopefully we can kind of figure that out as well. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, so you think for sure between now and trade deadline, he's going to be traded? Yeah, because if the Lakers don't get him, the Clippers is going to get him. And, you know, there's, like I said, there's there's a couple teams that are, you know, looking at him right now. The Lakers, the Suns, the Clippers, and, and the Mavericks as well, too. So I ran a couple different trades. Now, they're probably not the best trades people would say no. Mm-hmm. Um, so... For the Lakers, uh, you just package Russell Westbrook straight up with the 2020, 2025 and 2028 first-round picks for Kyrie and Seth Curry to align um, the salaries, and it'll probably be a three-team trade, so Russ wouldn't necessarily end up on the Nets. 
And then for the Suns, I had Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, two first-round picks for Kyrie. And it'll probably be – I don't even think it'll be a three-team. I think the point guy would just try to rock with KD and Cam and, and see what happens. Jesus. And then the other one, um, I have Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington, Luke Kennard, two first-round draft picks for Kyrie Irving. And then my Wait, last which one – first-round picks are for the Clippers? Like, which years? So the years for the Clippers – 2023 so OKC's pick and then 2027 oh, okay and then for the Mavericks I had Spencer in three team trade I don't know where he would end up but Spencer Dinwiddie Dorian Finney-Smith and then two first round draft picks 2024 and 2026 for Kyrie Irving mm, yeah I think if it came down to a win now situation that they'd rather do the deal with the Mavericks I was gonna say that too I think the Mavericks seem the most realistic um, I think they're gonna. I think they're the most desperate out of any other teams right now. Um, so I think that would be ideal. And I mean, everyone keeps saying Luca just needs that number two, and that would be right. a solidified number two. Right, right. Um, so that would be something that's interesting. But I'd be thinking about like the ego, how that works them yeah. together. So I don't know. Clippers I mean, is just like we have we have a lot of guards. You know what I'm saying? So kind of like what you and I were talking about, like. Let's say, for example, we try to get Fred Van Fleet. It's like we already have a rich, a rich, the richest amount of guards. So like, there's no point. Like, he's gonna make us better, but how much better is he gonna make us as well, too? When especially when Kawhi and PG are sparing, uh, sharing the the guard duties, the ball handling duties, rather. So, right, right, right. I think the best option is probably the Lakers um, because it's 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 not an elephant in the room that they want to get rid of Russ. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. So Lakers or Mavericks would be ideal. Suns, I mean, you get an upgrade from from CP3, but I the thing is is like I even from the Clippers standpoint getting him, I don't want that Kawhi situation to Toronto. If in his mind, if Russ is off the books, I feel like he, regardless he wants to go to the Lakers. Right, yeah. I think so I don't even want to gamble for that year and give up all my young my right, young right. players, you know what I'm saying, my draft picks. Yeah, I think it's going to be a a mirror of the Anthony Davis trade in which the the agent just is like, look, the only team he wants to really resign with is the Lakers because Damn. he wants to just – because I, I do believe in the rumors that it's the reuniting with LeBron that is attractive to him. Mm-hmm. And I think if that's the case, like, I don't think – like, why, why leave Kevin Durant? Even if you don't get the money, right, why would you now want to go play with Kawhi and Paul George? Like, why would you – Tell your fire. why would you tell your agent like hey like what? yeah I'm gonna go do this and sign a four year deal and play with some players I've never played with before in my career mm-hmm. you know I just think he wants something he he's remorseful for how he handled and left Cleveland and wants to get back to winning and making bread and mm-hmm. I think that the Lakers are the perfect organization to revitalize not everybody ain't gonna nobody's gonna forget about the anti Semitic you know documentary that he pub like he publicized but like i think if there's any there's any team in the league where like the fans will just be like you know try to uplift him it'll be la but to to the point about the trades i think that i think that those are good i think the only one that to me is kind of weird is the Suns. like i wouldn't give up cam thomas in any trade with kyrie irving i guess because cam johnson this is his last year of his rookie deal Right, yeah. So, so they're they like, have all right, we him. don't – because, yeah, because they already pay Bridges, they pay Booker, obviously, and they pay Aiton. Well, hey, if they want to win, you got to go into luxury tax. You got to pay people. So, I, <laughs> you, you, I mean, I just think Cam Thomas is the perfect stretch for in today's NBA. You know, yeah. I think I think that I wouldn't trade him for that. But um, I think 
the the deal that might be the most um, intriguing is so I, I saw one where they were talking about adding Russell Westbrook to first round draft picks and Austin Reeves and, and Max Christie. Um, and honestly, the Nets have a lot of really great young assets. Obviously, Cam Thomas scored forty plus points God the damn. other night. Ain't um, shit funny. Yeah, <laughs> and, I need a t-shirt. Ain't shit funny. And I mean, shit. Austin Reeves and Max Christie. Austin Reeves is really great on both sides of the ball, and then Max Christie can shoot really, really well. Um, when he gets rotation minutes for the Lakers, he, you know, that's a player that if you put in your system, give twenty minutes a game, he could really be good. Mm. So I think what the Nets will probably try to shoot for, if they do decide to to trade, is just to go young, and they'll know that they'll miss out on on Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So they'll just have to get they'll have to recoup their first round draft picks that way through Kyrie and Kevin and just build something brand new. Yeah. Okay. My next topic for you: we're staying on the Nets, mm-hmm. but with if Kyrie gets traded, what what what? If you're Kevin Durant, what do you do? Do you say like you said earlier with Joe Side? Yo, all right, he getting traded. It is what it is. Give me back some comparable pieces. Let's make a run on fucking Kevin Durant. Or are you like, all right, I'm just gonna play out this year, but trade my ass by the time the offseason is over. Like, I can't do this shit no more. Right, right, right. I think it's going to be a fourth trade request um, for Kevin Durant. Um, because because I think I think he really, really, really underestimated the difference in... Stefan. I wouldn't even... I mean, obviously, the player personnel is one thing, but how, how Bob Myers runs the general manager position for the Golden State Warriors. I think... I think he really underestimated how valuable that shit is over in in Facts. Golden State versus what it is in Brooklyn. And shit show, man. I mean, bro, Brooklyn has shown you even OKC was smooth with saying Presty. Right. And I mean, <laughs> you got you got you went from those front offices to a Brooklyn front office who's already shown you like that they're kind of incompetent when it comes to what they what their decisions are when it comes to first round draft picks what they or, tolerate or too. player personnel. So, I think I think in Kevin Durant's situation, like, at that point, it'll be two years, I think, left on the deal, probably. Yeah, after the season, I think two years. I mean. Or maybe three. He would just he would just need to – I don't know if they're going to grant him that trade, though, because they didn't grant it to him this, this past year. So, I, I don't I don't know. I think he might just be stuck with the, the decision that he made. Mm. And it'll be too late by, by that time. How old is he now? Like 33, 34? 33, yeah. Yeah, by that time, it'll be he 36. You know, he just going to be hooping on a team that, you know, he tried to get his best friends to hoop. He tried to create an AAU team, and he he just he failed. That shit sucks because, like, uh, like we always play these what-if games, and I always be thinking, like, yeah, what if KD, Harden, and Kyrie mm-hmm. actually work the fuck out? Mm-hmm. We only saw a small sample, so I think they play other 20 games together, dog. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I just I never saw it working just because I I knew that all three of them just would have not that they would have wanted the ball, but that they that when they're the most successful, they have the ball in their hands. I don't. So. I mean, yeah, but James Harden played really well being the primary ball handler and not right. having to score like that. Like, right? But why did him and Kyrie riff then? Oh, because Kyrie's too sporadic, man. Yeah, but it was on some I'm better than you shit. I did hear those reports, especially in practice and all that. So like that has to do with like, you know, I'm I'm so and so on the so team. E- ego ego and availability. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I think but so yeah, too. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's decision is that, or Kevin's fate is just that he made a he mad he made a bad business decision. <clears throat> he cares too much about what. Yes, because his legacy will be. He cares too much about what people, people think. Look think at the him. tweets. Look at the decision to leave Golden State because people said, "Oh, that championship don't mean nothing now. I gotta go get it out the mud with Brooklyn." You know, mm. those are decisions he made because he. I think he let other people get in his ear. Yeah, I would have stayed in Golden State. I mean, now would be the best time to go to Golden State. Give yeah, away Kaminga. Give away Wiseman. Not- give away all the motherfuckers. The only niggas is untouchable. Is Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, and Clay Thompson? If they did that, I would, I, I would. That would be Brooklyn, fire. Brooklyn, actually, Brooklyn need to move to Seattle and be done and get new management. I was about to say new management ownership. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that, bro. Mm. You can't do that. No, the league don't need to see that no more. It's done. Damn, that would, that would be fire though. Give me Clippers first. Oh my God! The Clippers are not. The Clippers are never going to be in a in a in a winning championship situation. I don't watch think. this year. All right, watch. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, move on to the next topic. But before we get into the next topic, I've officially lost this bet that I've had all season long <laughs> with Terrence Whaley. He wanted me to announce it on this show. So to rehash, the bet was. Can AD play a minimum of 60 games? And if you can play a minimum of 60 games, I would have got at retail price a pair of sneakers, vice versa. I lost, and he got his shit. So <laughs> just want to point that out as well, too. So AD, I'm disappointing you, but I'm happy in the grand scheme of things you're healthy. But I'm never, ever betting on you ever in my life. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna definitely have another bet because I, yeah. I I need that re up. Yeah, you gotta get it back in blood. Back <laughs> I'm gonna get it back in some shape or form. It, it's probably gonna be something centered around playoffs and matchups or something like that. Maybe if it's like if it's a battle of LA, mm-hmm. it depends if Kyrie get there because I'm yeah, like, gonna go fry y'all. It's gonna be over. I don't know about that, but Anthony Davis return. Um, He's played five games so far, averaging 26 points and 12 rebounds, shooting 49% from the field. My question for you, the number one Laker insider, um, can he stay healthy for the remainder of the year? We're not talking about the Lakers in this tide. We're just solely focusing on Anthony Davis. Can he stay healthy for the remainder of the year to make a playoff push? Yeah, I I think that he can stay healthy for at least the remainder of the year, these these next 30 30 or so games for the next 25 so games especially because he won't be um he won't be participating all-star weekend he'll get that entire week to just relax mm-hmm. um i think during his absence players that are role players had to you know obviously have those increased minutes have a, a increased responsibility and that will help take some of the load Push. off off ad now at the end of the day you know accidents can happen on any type of play any possession in the nba but more frequently with him right and I just think you know it means it means something to be able to have other players who can make plays. Um, so I think he could. I think he could stay healthy. The problem is, um, my problem with AD and just watching just the, just real quick this Pelicans game last last night. Just like man, like sometimes it just doesn't. Like he might be he he might be good enough to to get on the floor, but it still looks like his effort is waning in ways like where. He may not be 100% where he can go full throttle and use his entire, like, all his energy. Mm-hmm. But I do think, you know, even 80% of AD. So you think it's a level of caution he play, he's playing with to, like, reserve until playoff time when it matters most and he's just going to leave it out there? 
Yeah, because I mean there were some there were some plays I I just like where you know how like LeBron like he won't get back all the way on transition defense because he old or whatever. AD shouldn't be doing that. You know, AD should not be trotting back like especially after you turn the ball over like. And and I just watch certain effort plays that he's been he's been kind of lacking on, but I, that might just be you know because he's at eighty percent. Who knows? But I think he can stay healthy. I I believe in it. I mean, he had twenty five fucking games off. I don't know what else you need, you know, to twenty five games off. But you're still day by day. Like if there's a meter from a hundred out of injury to zero to where you feel healthy. That whole time, obviously, he strengthened everything in his body, but it's like you're still trying to get fully healthy with that specific area that you hurt. So all those mm-hmm. 25 days, I don't know. But I I hope he stays healthy because if mm-hmm. he stays healthy, the Lakers are definitely going to be a playoff team as well too. But um, I don't know, man. Every you think game, so? Every, yeah, every game I watch with – uh, with AD, man, it looks like he's always wincing at something. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I do kind of agree with you with him being off. You've had other players given the opportunity to expand their role, so that's only going to help him and alleviate the pressure. So I agree with you. So moving on from that, how confident are you in the Lakers, knowing that right now they're only 13th in the West, but even though they're 25 and 29, they're only four games out of the fourth place. Yeah, give me your thoughts. My confidence is waning. Um, oh shit! <laughs> they needed last night's game, to be honest. Like they've been on a really good, like you know, you know, when you get one of your best players back from from injury, like you just have a certain jolt in the locker room or whatever as you start winning games. And you know, the Pelicans have lost ten straight games, and but Kingram back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he had thirty five, but mm-hmm. I feel like with with the way they lost that 13 or 12 point lead and he started in foul trouble you know it just it's just something about and that's what i was telling you about coaching like i know in the in the nba you know it's a, or in basketball in general it's a game of runs but like i expect some part of when you lose leads that mm-hmm. that's on coaching like mm-hmm. yeah the players got to play the game and they got to put the ball in the hole but like like at some point like Throw some sort of monkey wrench into like, like kill the run. Like it could be a time. It could be as simple as a timeout. Time it could be as simple as changing your your defense to a zone or like taking Patrick Beverly off of Brandon Ingram. <laughs> like any of that. It could be any of that. And it just it just seems so status quo with Darvin Ham right now. When we need you know game winning adjustments mm-hmm. and you know that mixed with ads. Um, absence has my confidence waning. Now, by next Thursday, I could be back up, you know, with the rest of Lakers, Laker Nation and Laker Twitter. Like, I could be up. But, you know, I think if they just go with what they have right now, you know, man, I don't know. I, I'd feel like even if they got in at the 10th seed, like, what are we talking here? We're talking about, you know, the tenth seed has to. It's, I think it's the best two out of three, or is it the best? You You're know, it'll win, win all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So nine plays ten to get the eighth seed. So two out of three. Right. Right. Okay. And I mean, can they win that? Yeah, sure they could. But like, all to play what the fucking Denver Nuggets. You know that. We'll see. So you think it's more on the coaching? That's what you're saying. When like if you had a percentage breakdown, what would it be? 
Uh, I would say uh, on the loss last night or just their general standings? In general. Oh, I would say 60% of it is because of availability of the players, and then 40% would be on Darvin Ham. Interesting, interesting. I mean, I don't know when Booker coming back. Um, Dallas been kind of up and down. I mean, granted, Carlton Towns is coming back. Luka Doncic, too. I think he had, like, a little heel energy. Heel, and then we're going to talk about Steph later. He got hurt, too. They're only one game above 500. So a lot of things can kind of happen as well, too. So I can I can see them definitely I'm just glad the damn. I'm just that. I'm just glad the scale's balancing a little bit because, like, damn, everybody had their full squad when I'm watching the Lakers play national televised games and shit. And I'm like, damn, y'all can't. Why y'all can't have, uh, you know, fucking Ja Morant or somebody get injured so we can play y'all during that time? Like, mm-hmm. AD always out. Like, ugh. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the West is still boo boo this year. Um, so. I'm assuming that there's going to be the no trade from where, like, which part of the standings? It's just very janky. From like four through thirteen, or are we talking one, about one, one through? through whoever gets into the top eight when it's all said and done? Oh, like, I thought you liked the Nuggets. I I do like the Nuggets, but I'm very aware that they can still be beatable. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, that's what I said. Yeah, I'm aware of that as well too. I mean, they have a weakness. Their weakness is their defense. Oh, okay, you know all what I'm right. saying? But the thing about the Western Conference this year, any team that we've named, Nuggets, Memphis, the Warriors, they could all lose in the first round. Like, that's how balanced the West is so far. Is when I, so yeah. when I say janky, they're balanced. So if the Lakers can get to the playoffs, they can get as far as the conference finals, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you got LeBron and AD with role players, because I know they're going to make – I know a trade's going to be done by Thursday. Now, the magnitude of the trade, I don't know. So mm-hmm. don't get your hopes up. But whatever trade they get, it's either going to be for Kyrie Irving or it's going to be for a sniper. Um, so we're going to see uh, what happens. But I um, I feel confident in the Lakers. I feel confident in the Lakers. And, and AD only played five games as well, too. So I feel like with what you said when we were talking about AD with how the players have gotten a bigger role with him out, I think Darvin Ham's still trying to figure out having AD back and having these players basically take on this big low plus getting Rui back, like what he's trying to do with the lineups as well too. So I think within like a week or two, we're going to see them be more consistent um, with their different rotations as far, and, and also finishing the game, finishing okay. the games out. That's fine. But the the, the, <laughs> the the Patrick Bev on the Kevin Durant and the, and the Brandon Ingram, that shit has to stop. I'm sorry. It has to. Yeah, I mean, who would you want? Who yesterday, for example, you would you want Rui? Rui begin. I mean, cooked. Rui's gonna get cooked, but I'd rather him Have be there. I'd him. rather size. him be there. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Patrick Beverly, he needs to be on when we're playing the Portland Trail Blazers or when we're playing the Golden State, State, State Warriors or, or Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. Or I don't want to see him on Brandon Ingram. <laughs> uh huh. I hear you. I hear you. That's King Ingram. Uh, so LeBron, obviously this is pre-recorded, but by the time this comes out, he ha- he may have already, you know, become the all-time leading scorer. So LeBron is set to surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He only has 36 more points to go. Um, I think the next two games are going to be nationally televised. Tuesday against OKC in L.A. And then Thursday in L.A. against the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously Kareem played for the Bucks as well, too. Um, as well, but only 36 more points. 
My first question for you is, who do you think he's going to get those 36 points? Or who, what what game do you think he's going to surpass it? Against the Bucks or against OKC on Tuesday? Okay, well, I, I got tickets to the Bucks game, so that's my Oh, answer. you did? Yeah. You ain't going to tell me and you got tickets to the Bucks game? <laughs> Damn, I don't know what to the game. Hey, nah, nah. You, look, I don't want to talk about how much I spent. That's why I'm where I'm sitting. That's that's all. So, I mm-hmm. – I, Hey, just man. just for that, out of spite, I hope he get that shit Tuesday. Hey, nah, I hope ain't no he way. get that shit Tuesday. Ain't no way he getting thirty six points against OKC. So I who just, unless unless he unless he strategically plans this shit, which is what it is. Which he he could do that, but if he in the zone, nigga, and it's a close game, nah, I can see him getting thirty six. Nah, he ain't gonna do that. He gonna do that. He's been, he's basically only gotten at least thirty while AD's been back. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I feel like. And I was nervous. I bought it when I before they played New York, mm-hmm. or I bought it right after the New York game. Oh, so you just bought it? Mm-hmm. I bought it like Damn. maybe Friday or Saturday after the Kyrie yeah. news. You probably dropped a band. We not gonna talk about it because <laughs> my one of my teammates in my adults men league, he uh, his girl works. Um, I think she like does something where like she interviews like. Kawhi's camp or something like that so sometimes he'd be getting tickets and shit like that but mm-hmm. I think she was selling tickets for the, the OKC game but mm-hmm. you had to buy it in bulk mm-hmm. I think okay. it was for five it was five tickets but everyone had to spend like 1200 oh, okay I'm yeah, not yeah. doing that yeah I um I got mine off Seat uh, Geeks mm-hmm. so I only had to only pay pay uh pay for one but you know I just I've been a LeBron fan since 03 like I I'd always said to myself like two or three years ago like when it was getting close um, that I was gonna do it, mm-hmm. but I just obviously nobody knows which game it's gonna be. But once it was like three or five games out, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like I'm gonna just take a shot in the dark and see. And then yeah. I think too, at the time, ESPN had like a little ticker at the top, like on like when they thought or when they forecasted he was gonna get it. I thought it was gonna be against. I think I thought it was gonna be that Saturday game. I predicted a couple episodes against back against Golden uh, the Golden State. Yeah, but like yeah. you said, with AD coming out, he had to do more, so he was going stupid. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just think it's gonna be cool that he'll get it before All Star Week, and that I think that'll be almost the talk of the talk of the town and whatever trades get done. Yeah, I agree. Well, Friday I'm going to the Clippers Bucks game. Okay, okay. Um, and now I'm a little nervous that I got. Because basically, like with my with my tickets, like you can, it it doesn't count the premium. So premium games are Lakers games, Warriors games, Seventy uh, Sixers game, and Bucks. Yeah. So now I'm a little nervous. One, lately Giannis has been sending out back to backs, mm. so I don't know if he's gonna play Friday, which would suck. Mm. Two, I spent money for the premium seat to move up to see there. Um, to see him. So. We gonna see. Either way, I, I'm, I'm gonna still. Go. He should be there for sure to play both those. Pre- Mo- play, most play those. superstars play both games at LA. Yeah, I mean that's that that seems sensible. Yeah, but we are gonna see. That's gonna be interesting as well too. So definitely keep me posted with uh, that game for sure. I got um, you. I'm gonna take hella pictures. You know, what I mean? it's gonna be pretty cool. It's gonna be pretty yeah. Cool. So having said all that, you know, I know we kind of talked about that last time with Carl on the show, but you know, what does this mean? For him to, you know, eclipse Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and be the all-time leading scorer. Um, I mean, for me, it it makes him the the greatest scorer of all time. To me, you know, I I've watched LeBron from really since that. Like I was a like a real fan fan after two thousand and 
eight or nine when they played the Spurs and the Spurs swept them. Um, after that series, like that's when I was really like, whoa, this thing is gonna take over the league. Like, and that's when I really became a fan. So like watching him, you know, go through all his trials, tribulations, all his letdowns, and all those moments, um, all the moments I seen him pass the ball, and and just now being at the top of this list and watching people, you know, tell me over and over about how how much better of a score Michael and Katie and goddamn Kobe is. And it's like they, they score the ball in a beautiful way, but so does LeBron. And I think Le- In a people, beautiful way? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? And see, that's the thing. That's the People are like, oh, LeBron does like one hezzy move and so strong he just powers to the rim or has his his post-up post, post up game. It's not beautiful, but like – You'd be doing a disservice to the to the game of basketball if you told me you watched LeBron's 12, 15-year career and didn't think that the way he plays and the way he scores isn't beautiful. Mm. Like that's just my opinion. I feel like it's not it's not a mid-range pull-up, you know, dribble move. I'd say I'd say compared the, to the people that we always talk about, the Kobe's, the KD's, the Michael Jordans, I just feel like. His doesn't look as fundamentally sound as theirs, but you can't argue now if he, when he surpassed them, he's not the. I mean, he he he's the best scorer of all time. You know, what I'm saying no matter how it look, that nigga gets buckets regardless as well. So, yeah. you know, I was just looking at his game um, when he beat the Knicks. I mean, I really started to appreciate LeBron James as a scorer, honestly. Um, that year that Kyrie got traded to the Celtics and 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 he was able to basically will his team to the finals. Right, yeah. That's when I was like, yo, your game, you have no he has no weakness in his game at oh, all. Like, at all. If we just take like j- even just that series, that 2018 when he went through Indiana, went through Toronto, like how he was getting buckets in those series and then if you take the 2016 finals when he had to score him and Kyrie had to score 41. That's when I was that's when I became a super fan of LeBron when he had to do that shit himself even those though he didn't succeed but bro I'm like this nigga's getting it at all three levels. People are like he don't got no pull up or no like bad it's not it's not going to look like Jason Tatum or yeah. Tracy McGrady or a James Harden but like he got more points than all them niggas. Mm-hmm. And, and like, we getting it against tough defenses where all five niggas are in the paint, like, waiting for him, you know? And if he don't do that, he going to show a beautiful pass to someone who's open and is going to get an assist. Like, come on, man. So, from your, so you've seen LeBron play since you probably wore diapers. Um, what has been your favorite game um, since he's the best scorer now? What's been your favorite game that you've seen him score? For me, it was 2018 Finals versus the Warriors game one when he went for 50, but they lost because Jared Smith. That's when I was like, yo, no one can fucking stop you. Yeah, no, that was but a beautiful was performance. That was a beautiful performance. But I think for me, the one that meant the most and was – I know. I feel like I know what you're going to say. Was, was the most relieving because people was on his ass so crazy – was game six in Boston. Like, because if he don't win that game or if he don't perform, like, it's done. It's clipped. Like, it's like, oh, like, you really ain't shit. That was an elimination game too, right? Yeah. Ooh, so like, I need to rewatch that. That that game and how he just played per- pretty much perfect basketball, um, I think is, is his best performance that he's ever put on. I mean, he's obviously scored more points. Um, obviously been in the finals and scored more points too. 
But I think that was the one where it was like, you got to win this game. You don't have any other choice. And he just he, – he balled out of control. And also, man, just getting this award, longevity is crazy. Like, his commitment – I mean, obviously, genetics probably got to play like 50 60%. But that other percentage is just his commitment to investing into his body and mind um, and being able to be consistent on a yearly basis – that's kind of crazy and that's kind of inspiring as well too because I don't really see anyone playing at this level at this age currently in the league or even in the future there's going to be that person probably when we older but for now nah bro and it's just kind of crazy I was just I think I, oh, when I was watching the next game like I said last week I was just like yo this nigga is 38 years old yep. and can still put up 40 50 it's yeah. ridiculous. Obviously, now in today's league, like, 30 is the new 20. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. the pacing of the game and whatnot as well, too. But to still do this shit on a nightly basis is ridiculous, man. Yeah, I think um, – I mean, depends. I think if they get Kyrie and, like, get that get that going, he might play for, like, play even longer. five years, to be honest. <laughs> but I think – there's a real case that could be made that he might be able to push it to like forty five thousand points, bro. Mm-hmm. And like, like I seen that in, or that post game where Luca Luca was asked if he could do it, and he was just like, "I'm not gonna play that long." You know, like you might you might get players who are capable of doing it, but like if you don't take care of your body the way Bron has, which he's the only athlete in NBA history to take care of his body like that and invest that much money into his body you're not gonna see those numbers mm. yeah i agree it sucks like had kobe never got hurt he'd probably be number one but i think if lebron would eventually surpass them um and then i always think too like what if jordan never retired those years and played um where would he kind of be in the standings as well too but lebron yeah, man I mean, he probably- uh, Go ahead. Oh, but I was just gonna say, I mean, if Bron didn't hurt his groin that first year he got to LA, he probably would have been dead. That and then his ankle too. Yep. So there are times, you know, he, shit. Yeah. Mm. So nah, man, he the goat, bro. He's the goat. Yeah, I can't He's wait for goat. I can't wait for millennials and Gen Zers to replace Stephen A on TV so he they them niggas can stop saying that <laughs> Michael Jordan's the goat because that's, that's it's just getting on my nerves. But man, that's six and zero. Yeah. 90s era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what that he, ain't the impact he had. I, I you can see I can see why people always hold on to that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a part of the new gen as well too, where I'm s i am I still have ties to, you know, the, the old era, but come on, man. I just I, I don't I don't I don't use team accomplishments to compare individual players to me, in my opinion. Winning I think, is I think you, winning is a is a is a, a tie for sure. Like it, yeah. it, you you definitely have to give him his, his, his personal praise accolades plus team for, success for his team success. But you also gotta understand like he did have the best team for eight years in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I mean yeah, it was because he was on it too. But they were a playoff team without him, That's so true. like he was blessed. Mm-hmm. He was blessed. He had the best coach in the game too at that time. Like he was blessed. I mean, yeah, you so, can you can but you can always LeBron, play you can always play devil's advocate too. And if Bron had stayed maybe in one organization for forever, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe the same happens for him. But nah, like, I think it would probably only have like two. I'm saying like if he'd have stayed in Miami, Blood Clock, Chris Bosh, they wouldn't. No, like they would have found some other people. I think. You think you think they found someone else? Right, like, or just anybody? I don't know. 
through cap space. Well, I will say this. Even with what the Miami Heat have been able to do post-LeBron, make a finals appearance and get to the conference finals, constantly kind of trying to retool. Yeah, I agree. They would have definitely made them competitive. But, I mean, and it's Miami, too. Who doesn't want to play in Miami? So, I think you're right. I think he would have. I think he would have won one or two more, possibly. Yeah. So moving on from that, um, this past Thursday, the reserves from the Eastern and Western Conference got revealed. So we'll go through the Eastern Conference first. Two-time All Star Bam Adebayo averaging twenty-one point four points, ten rebounds, three assists. We had Julius Randle, second-time All Star, averaging twenty-five and eleven with four assists. We had two-time All-Star Jalen Brown, 27.7 rebounds, three assists. First-time All-Star Tyrese Halliburton, 20 points, four rebounds, and 10 assists and two steals. Two-time All-Star Drew Hottie, who hasn't gotten an All-Star since I was in high school when he was actually on the Philadelphia 76ers. I remember my first NBA game I went to, it was the Wizards versus the Sixers. This was when Iggy and Drew Holiday were on that team. That's crazy. Fresh cut Drew days. Mm-hmm. But two-time All-Star, 19 points, five rebounds, seven assists, 1.4 steals. DeMar DeRozan, six-time All-Star, 26 points, five assists, five rebounds. And last but not least, Joel, Joel, and, and B, six-time All-Star, 34 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, one steal, two blocks as well, too. What are your thoughts on the reserves? And um, do you think there was anyone that potentially got snubbed, X, Y, and Z? Share that. Yeah, there were some major snubs uh, in the West. Um, I'm talking about the East. We're just focused on the East. Oh, okay. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, and Joel Embiid. Do I think that there were people that got snubbed in the East? Yeah, so the list, the list of reserves were... Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Jalen Brown, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, DeMar Rosen, and Joel Embiid. Okay, okay. Hold on. So, so why do you think about that? I mean, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. why do you think about that? I, I like the list um, for the most part as well. It's just kind of tricky because, like, with All-Star, I think that's when you should really take into account individual success. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I understand kind of like when we were talking about LeBron um, and whatnot as well, too. It's like what percentage breakdown do you have for individual success plus team success as well, too? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then like you said before, a couple episodes ago, like when you think of MVPs, if you take this player off this team, where would they kind of be at as well, too? So I... I'm not sure what the coaches were kind of thinking. Like, I like all of them, but, like, I don't know about DeMar DeRozan. Granted, he's been playing great in a in a shitty situation. Um, you know, the availability kind of, kind of sporadic with uh, Zach Levine and also with Lonzo Ball. He's kind of hurt as well, too. But I don't know about him, and I don't know about Tyrese Halliburton. I think – Instead of DeMar, I mean, you can, they basically had the same numbers. Pascal Siakam was like, what, 28, 8, and 5, which is crazy, and he didn't get it. So that's personally someone I think that got snubbed. You can also argue Trey Young got snubbed as well, too. Um, but I would have liked to seen Pascal, actually, not even that. I would have liked to seen Tyrese Halliburton get replaced by James Harden. Um, and then I would like to have seen DeMar DeRozan get played, replaced by, uh, uh, Jalen Brunson. Those are my two right there that I think got snubbed. What about you? Gotcha. Okay. I agree with the Jalen Brunson snub. And I think as who 
the part about the, the the weighted voting between the fans, the coaches, and the players, like, um, yeah, because reserves is just all coaches. Okay, okay. So I mean, in that case, I okay, I can understand some some snubs, but Trey Young. Oh man, like yeah, there's just certain no no no, oh. no 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 I like Trey. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say like there are certain players in the league that like when you have an All Star game that you have people come to the All Star game to see, and Trey Young is one of those players to me. Thanks. Now, if the Bulls can get a player in, I think the Hawks should get a player in, and to me. Trey Young is more popular than DeMar DeRozan. So, like, I don't know how that didn't – well, I guess because coaches – Chicago came. fan base. Well, UEA, we're going coaches, coaches, coaches. And that's yeah. – I guess that's that's what happened. But I just I, – I think Trey Young should have should have been there for – instead of DeMar DeRozan. And I think Jalen Brunson is playing tremendously well. Great. Should have should have got his first all-star vote as well. Um, so, I, I agree basically with your snubs. I, I, I don't have any problems with Harden? those. Harden, because uh, crazy averaging like twenty two, eleven, and like six. Yeah, and and they gave Halle Burton that shit. Oh, Darius Garland too. Darius Garland. Got I feel like he he missed a good amount of games though, right? Um, I'm not sure how many, but again, there, it's like I'm <laughs> I, I'm in a rock and a hard place between like players that I know are built for an All Star Game showcase. And players who played well and deserved to be there. Jalen Brunson, not necessarily somebody I want to see in the All-Star game, but he played mm-hmm. well enough to be there. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland's game is is built like, I mean, he's a, to me, he's a, a lesser version, but not a poor man's a version of Kyrie Irving and Dame, Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. So I want to see him in the All-Star game. Yeah. So just as a fan watching it, right, mm-hmm. and you're seeing the dunk contest be unpopular, you're seeing like, players that shouldn't really like you just don't want to see to turn the tv on and watch i want to see trey young and, and darius garland in the game i want to see Lamelo in there too obviously he doesn't deserve to be there this year but just from a all-star perspective putting on a good show like those are the players i want to see in the game not yeah. marta rosen and also i'd be thinking like with the coaches do they be like is it like some form of bias that they have or they're like all right there's like, favoritism for sure yeah for yeah, sure. yeah and i'm also like all right do they do some shit like all right, the way that I'm this the, the biggest reason why I picked this player is because when I know I gotta play them the next night, who do I have more of a headache on? Like who do I need a game plan on more? Mm. Yeah, I guess. I mean that's a that's a hell of a way to think about it. That's how I would pick it. I'm like, yo, you you the motherfucker that, that I gotta that I stress over that night before. Mm-hmm. I'm sending doubles your way, I'm doing this and this and that, I'm trying everything. <laughs> No, I mean, I think I try to think that everybody that weekend just tries to do it from a non-competitive standpoint, but there probably is some gamesmanship in there mm-hmm. um, for sure. But I, I, I think I think the NBA has got to do a really it's, it's got to watch out, man, because I don't know some of these All Star festivities. I don't know, but the the rule changes that they created for the All Star game specifically, you pick the player, I do right. like, I do yeah. like, I, I do like. I'm just day. mad because Katie ain't. I, I I love Giannis, but I wanted Katie and Brown to be right there. And then you know how last year mm-hmm. Harden did get picked mm-hmm. until he was last. So I, would, I want to see this year, like yo, where Kyrie gonna go? This is a this is a little bit off topic, but I would like if they're not gonna fix a dunk contest, if they're not gonna put the, if they're not gonna invite the players that they want there, if they're not gonna do that. I'd much rather see a one on one 
event created for the All-Star Game? Uh, I actually do like that replacement as well, too, because you, you get to a certain point with the dunk contest. We've seen every fucking dunk. Mm-hmm. Unless you're bringing back dunks from 20 years ago, like, I've seen it all. You know what I'm saying? So I think what would add flavor to it is just to take away the dunk contest for a year or two and then rebrand it, get it more hype. Have the fans miss it. Have maybe. the fan miss it. Or I think they're doing it this year, too. Just get some random niggas to compete with NBA players yeah. on some ego shit. And, I mean, I remember when Stephen A. first brought that up, and I was just like, but I, I just wanted to stay in the league. But the thing is, what it really comes down to is the, the top dogs that we won in dunk hots, they don't want to do it no more. Right. Like, we yeah. ain't never get to see Bron do the shit. John Moran don't want to do the shit. Zion Williamson don't want to do the shit. Aaron Gordon already got robbed, like, two times already. So, like, yep. if they're not buying into it, then you're not going to get Fans the top-tier product, you know? Right, right, right. But I agree. Let, let, let them miss it a little bit and then bring it back. But one-on-one would be fire. Yeah, I think if they did like some king of king of the king on the court king shit, king of the court, ooh, that would be crazy. KD would cook niggas. That would be crazy because I think that they did they do it like in practice, like, yeah. As they prepare for the actual game, mm-hmm. I think that would be really really good. That would be like ego shit, you know. That'd be a great show, I think. But mm, yeah, that's fire. Okay, I like that. I hope y'all hearing this. Now, Western Reserves, we got. Playoff P, Paul George, eight-time All-Star appearance, 23 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, one-and-a-half steals. We got white man can't jump, Laurie Markkinen, first Mm -hmm. All-Star appearance, obviously, is going to be in Utah, 25 points, eight rebounds, shooting 43% from the Tracy, 52% from the field. And then we got Jaron Jackson Jr., first-time All-Star, 17.7 rebounds, three points, three blocks. What the fuck's going on? And then we got John Morant. Young Hood, Rich, two-time All-Star, 28 points, eight, eight assists, six rebounds, one steal. We got Shy Gilgis Alexander, probably the best dressed in the NBA. First-time All-Star, averaging 30.8 points, five rebounds, six assists, 1.7 blocks, one steal. And then we also got DeMontis Sabonis, third-time All-Star, averaging 19 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists. And then we got Dame Dollar, seventh all-star appearance 31 points seven assists four rebounds and shooting 37 percent from the three-point line same thing i kind of asked with you with the eastern conference how do you feel about the western conference reserves and do you think there's anyone who you know that got snubbed yeah uh the jaron jackson ad is, is i was gonna say that too um, and and i heard i'm sorry for cutting you up i heard that like the the statisticians for the Memphis Grizzlies were like inflating his blocks or it's some that, shit like that. Yeah, 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 that's fucked up. Right, right. Um, so Anthony Davis, but I know that there's supposed to be some fucking minimum of games you're supposed to play. I think. Oh, I guess. okay. I didn't know that. I'm not sure how true that rule is, but so I Zion beat it by like three. <laughs> I think that that's what happens. Um, and then I would have liked to seen De'Aaron Fox get his his uh his love too. Yeah, honestly, I would just replace Jaron Jackson with De'Aaron Fox, um, and I, I really did want Anthony Davis to go, but he missed what like twenty twenty five games straight, so that kind of sucked. Um, I don't really think I love like I'm a Clippers fan for now because of Kawhi, but like I don't think like I would have been okay if PG didn't make it this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just a lot of injuries this year, which is kind of weird. I mean, I'm looking down at it. I mean, would you have given Aaron Gordon an All Star appearance this year? No. Aaron Gordon's like the third option on his team. 
I don't want to. I say him. I'd say Jamal Murray's coming into his own now, but honestly, the first before Jamal Murray started playing more consistent, he was number two. Okay, so from a forward position in the West, you put him in a top six. I may have replaced him with PG this year, dog. Mm, yeah, just no. for like their placement, because like you remember, like you know those years, like remember that one year with the fucking the excuse Hawks. my language Hawks. Yeah, I don't know how they are. I don't want to see that ever bro. again either. That was terrible. You know, um, but I'm looking at it right now. There's been so many injuries, so like I don't really know what front court players would have made it. In From my opinion, West. yeah, yeah, I just. I just don't want to see players in there that I know that don't have enough. Even the fan, the fan, like the fans, mm. you know. No, I don't know. I know Aaron Gordon fans. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The like, Nuggets would have been crazy though. Fast break Nuggets, boy. Shit. I guess we would have seen it. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess now that Steph Curry's out for a couple of weeks, I'm assuming yeah. he's not. I'm they assuming De'Aaron Fox is going to replace him now. Yeah, they said at least a month. Yeah, so you think Darren Fox gonna replace him? And then other than that, I don't think no everyone else is pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be good. Um, How do you feel about that as a player? Like, you didn't get voted from the fans, you didn't get voted from the coaches, and you're only an all star because of someone. Replacement. Yeah. Just go, just go hoop. Honestly, just, just go a, hoop. Just oh, Anthony option. Edwards too could have been an all star. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's probably. I would have rather seen Anthony Edwards than, than Paul George. Sure. Facts. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so Anthony Edwards and and De'Aaron Fox? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like those two as that well. That help, you know, start to show the new generation of the NBA as mm-hmm. well, with Anthony Edwards there. So Dylan Brooks got suspended, and Mo Bamba got suspended fine as well, too. Yeah. So it looks like there's a lot of riffraff in, in the league right now. I don't really want to talk about it too much, but do you have any two sets, two sets you want to share with Dylan Brooks or the whole Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers? scuffles yeah i just i just think the whole like <laughs> aiming for a man's you know genital area is some weak is some weak stuff mm-hmm. to do on and off the basketball court like i like every player needs or every team needs a draymond green type which is why i tell you all the time like boston they need one but like i you know dylan brooks he'd be taking it where he like oh like i'm a tough guy and if if that's the role he wants to play, cool. But you don't you don't gotta you don't gotta take an elbow to somebody's groin area, man. Like that's come on, bro. Just grow up a little bit. Mo Bamba. I mean, I ain't think what he said was all that bad. He he. I mean, from what what it was told <laughs> on Bleacher Report was that he said this ain't high school no more. And I was like, well, that ain't bad. I mean, Austin Austin probably was just in his. Mo feelings. Bamba would have rocked that motherfucker. Yeah, and his reach is crazy. You don't never get into a fight with a seven <laughs> foot two person. Why would you ever nah, do that? I'm good off that. What you doing mm-hmm. if a if a seven two say something about your girl? Like you, go, what that, you gonna do? Okay, yeah, you just gotta be like, baby, hey, he's seven two. He's seven two. He could he could get me. He could he could get me from the other side of the table. Literally, literally. What I'm supposed to do about that? What's that one? Uh, I think it was like a candy or a toy where like you know the old Nah yeah, Mo Bamba got the crazy reach, so nah, we just gonna have to, gonna have to talk about that in the, in the car. Yeah. So you think Dylan Brooks and New Draymond as far as dirty players? He's definitely as far as dirty players. He's definitely an NBA all time dirty players now. He is dirty. Yes. Mm. I don't know if he's Draymond level. 
Yeah, Draymond was kind of wild. But but he is dirty though. It's yeah. just crazy because like everybody be saying like he can't really guard nobody, so he got to resort to tactics like that. Yeah, I mean he be doing a good job on Bron, but Bron's slow. He done lost the steps. So mm-hmm. you know when it comes to guarding like some of the quicker step players in the league, yeah, I wouldn't put Dylan Brooks on them. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Cool. So, uh, Golden State Warriors guard Steph Curry left the Warriors game the other night against the Dallas Mavericks. End of the third. Um, apparently, he suffered a, a left knee injury. Um, and then, based on what Terrence told us, is that Steph Curry is expected to miss multiple weeks with a left leg injury as well, too. Um, he's had, I guess, within his career, it's been the ankles, it's been his hand, obviously, missed the whole season. And then. He sprained his MCL that one year uh, in 2016 when he was unanimous MVP. So, looks like lower leg injuries are kind of a thing. But um, they're only one game above, above 500 right now. Um, how do you feel about Steph Curry moving forward and, and, and the Warriors with this with this injury, man? Some teams are going to start to creep up. Yeah, yeah. Steph always going to miss some time. Um, At this point in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, whew, it's a bad time. It's a bad time to to do it. But go say, I think if anything, they'll go 500 over the stretch while he's gone. Um, they have enough talent and enough chemistry to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that could lead to you know a 10th seed. So we'll we'll see. But I I think um injuries have hit you every know, team basically every team now. So it's it's just about you know them getting through this time period but I don't I don't think that they'll be out of the playoffs or anything like that plus I mean damn I forgot he was injured what he hurt before that before the MCL no before before this knee injury he was out obviously but what he hurt again oh um his shoulder his shoulder right because he had the shooting sleeve on this year yeah so I mean so basically what I'm trying to get is like they already played without him for a good amount of time so right I think they'll be just fine. Probably about five hundred as well too. We know they're deadly at home, so yeah, I think yep. I think five hundred basketball as well too. So, um, and also Kaminga came back. Wiggins is back too because they were missing when he was out. So, mm-hmm. I think they should, with their championship DNA, have more than enough to be competitive. But that is kind of scary now. Like looking at it from the outside in, they may be a playing team. Like. This is going to be like the first time I've seen a championship team who basically has it. They only lost Otto Porter Jr. and uh, Gary Payton. Yep. And that's just crazy. Yep, they went playing, championship playing. <laughs> that's wild, man. Mm-hmm. Got to be healthy in the season. Got to be healthy. Yeah, I think that uh, it'll be very interesting, like I said, what they'll do about, you know, the contracts and stuff like that, you know, going forward with Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. But um, I think they're going to spur it out. Think they're gonna spur it out. What's that Keep mean? Keep the big three together. Oh, okay. Until oh, they three. all done. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Spur okay. it out. Then yeah, we'll we'll see what they do with the young players. Spur it out. Only we'll keeping Jordan Poole. Okay. We're gonna see. I don't know. Wiseman need to go. <laughs> <laughs> he be calling for the ball and they'll be giving it to him. So I know he's pissed. I think Wiseman's gonna be good. He just they're just in a win now situation. So I think he needs to go to a team that's not competitive so he can just get those game reps in, honestly. But he'll be mm. fine. But just not under their time. Yeah, I think I think his ceiling's probably like what DeAndre Aiden is right now. I can see that. So I mean that there's that's a team out bad. there that could use that. You're gonna get the bag if you play like that. So I mean if you play like Rudy Gobert who won't do shit on offense, 
the block a couple shots. Yeah, man. You go get 40, 50 mil. So I, I'll be, I'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up because it's probably, it's not going to go on stage. Mm, interesting. All right, we're back with Real Rapper Cap to end the day. Real Rapper Cap, Jay Crowder will be a buck by trade deadline. Real rap. Why? Because I think both teams are incentivized to get a deal done and need help. I think the Suns need help, and we'll see what they can get back for, for Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the you know uh, Bucks just need another you know role player with mm-hmm. toughness. Yeah, I agree. Real rap. Um, I I basically agree with everything you you said. Um, it's just kind of crazy because they Jay Crowder was such a you know important piece to them. So for them to not want to have him in their plans is just kind of weird to me. But he's proven that uh you know whatever team he goes on they somehow find a way to get to the finals. So I think that's only going to add to the the, the Bucks. Um, especially with, you know, Middleton being in and out of the lineup as well. So that's another 3 and D player that they get mm-hmm. um, in a stretch four. So real rap. Real rapper cap. If the Blazers miss the playoffs this year, Dame will finally duck the grind and demand a trade. Cap. <laughs> Dame been standing on that for too long to, to change up now, man. <laughs> Plus, I mean, honestly – their team is built pretty nice. I, I like what they have. It's just, again, you've got to find ways to win more games, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. It's crazy because they start off so hot. Yeah, right, yeah. But, I mean, what they have, you know, and I think i just seen something about them trying to go get Jared Vanderbilt, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I guess that helps your defense. But, you know, <laughs> I think that they have what you need as far as a, a a prototypical starting five to win games in the NBA, but I think it might be time to to move off Yusuf Nurkic and try something else. Maybe a James Wiseman. In Dame's timetable? I mean, he ain't going nowhere. Oh, well, I guess if you're saying cap. I'm going to say real rap. I'm going to say he going to finally he going to finally do it. He going to finally do it and say, "Yo, I can't do it anymore." Mm-hmm. And you're going to end up a Laker. Mm. You know what I think is more likely to happen? I think it's more likely that Trey Young ends up a Laker. You think so? Yeah, because he's with Clutch. I forgot. Clutch. Clutch, clutch, clutch. Real rapper Cap, the Grizzlies are the new bad boy Pistons. Real rap. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Why is that? But I don't know if they're going to win the champ- like two two championships or anything like that. But like I think that you know the league hates them. Mm, yeah, and I think that they think that they're the shit, and that nobody can fuck with them, and that they can push around the league or whatever. Um, and they have that toughness. They're the to me, they are the even if it might be fake toughness, they are they appear to be the toughest team in the league when it comes to just standing on two feet and being about their business or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, and that bad boy bravado is. Like, nobody else in the league has that to me. Yeah, I was actually, like, while you were saying that, I was literally trying to visualize teams that showcase toughness. No team really does that. But you know these teams have toughness, but no no team does it. So I, I, I agree. I think that's I think that's real rap. Um, I think they're the new age most hated uh, team. It, mm-hmm. It's just not with the physicality. Obviously, you can't really do that much shit nowadays as well, yeah. too, but mm-hmm. they got some enforcers over there, so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, 
I mean, when it comes to being the strongest guy in the league, I mean, Steven Adams probably does have that, bro. Mm. You know, so. I forgot Steven Adams. Yeah. <laughs> We're rapper Cap. If Kyrie gets traded, Katie will demand a trade by the offseason. I mean, you know where I stand on that. That's real rap. But he ain't going nowhere, though. You know, you got two years on your deal. The GM don't have to do nothing with you. Real rap. Um, I think Joe Sy going to be like, yo, I'm sorry. We tried. I'm going to ship you. I know Rudy Gobert fucked up the, the, the market with trades, but let's yeah. just get two, maybe three first-round draft, futures first-round draft picks, and I'm going to send you somewhere competitive where you can where you can try to win a ring. Somebody, I think somebody will give, give a stupid amount of draft picks for Kevin Durant, though. But what team that's not a young team that's competitive has those draft picks? Unless he do some shit where he go back to OKC, they get Victor and all that shit, that would be wild. I mean, does Denver have their draft picks? Uh, I'm looking at their roster right now. I don't. There's no one they really like. Denver, Denver has drafted. You like him over there? That would be crazy. I mean, any, like, Who would you give up? Anybody just except Joker? Right. Ooh, that's od. You have you have young players, and you have a star. Like you have an you have a co-star that you mm-hmm. can send. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even think about that. I, like I mean, the, what do you think? The, Denver has been a. I mean. They've never really been the oh we need two or three you know all stars or They're all like fame players, but they could they could try to sell out and just be like can we just go get this one chip? Damn, that would be tough. If you could keep Jamal Murray with KD mm-hmm. and Joker, and then just role players that play defense, that would yeah, be tough. So you'd probably have to send like all your first yeah, draft picks MPJ for the next five, can go six years, and, that's and fine. then send Michael Porter. Jr. Yeah, the and Aaron Gordon can go. They can go. Right, yeah. Damn, that's wild. I like that. I'm about to tell that to my group chat. Real rapper Cap, the Kings are a legitimate threat this year in the Western Conference to make a deep playoff run. Cap, because I don't believe in... in um, Sabonis? No, no, no. What's Fox? No. My, I, is his name Mike Jones? It is Mike Jones. Yeah, I think so. Their coach. He was Bron's first coach in Cleveland. Still and went I to just, the finals. Granted, he had the best player. Right, but right. He still went to the finals. Yeah, he went to the finals. Defensive minded. Yeah, yeah. He went to the, Beat he went to the finals. But I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in him. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, I think that their roster is really good, and I think that uh, they are, they have a future. Now that they kind of know and have their identity. Um, but I think that if there was any team to beat a three seed in the playoffs this year with how much parity there is in the West, mm. it's it'd be the Kings. Yeah. Um, every year or every couple of years, you always have, like, that new age team that, that's exciting to watch. So, obviously, like, from the years past, the Golden State Warriors, the Denver Nuggets, um, right. the Memphis Grizzlies, now it looks like it's – it's and the Utah Jazz had their little moment, too. Now it looks like the new team is um, this team. But – I. I think because of the lack of experience, once they get to the playoffs, I see them getting bumped out the first round. That and it's like, who knows what a what Key a Murray, home, uh, what a no what a home playoff game looks like in Sacramento. They haven't had it. Hey, in so long. there was some clip a few weeks ago when they were at home. I think it was just like a a, a close game. Yeah, Sacramento fan base kind of lit. Oh, for real? Yeah, they lit as hell. Like it 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 seemed loud in there. Okay. So, I mean, I know it's been some years since the Pajai Stwakovich era. <laughs> no, bad. And Chris Webber and them. Vladi Divac. Mike Bibby. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be exciting to see them in the playoffs. Like, I, I, that would be dope to kind of, I don't know if it's going to happen logistically, but them versus Memphis. Because mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox is a killer. 
Yeah. Dog. Yeah. Real rapper cap. Kyrie Irving is worth four years, two hundred million dollars for a franchise moving forward. Absolutely, he worth every penny. <laughs> he worth every penny if he on the floor. But I mean, if you ask me, like, would I pay for that? Yeah, I'd, I'd pay for. I'd pay Kyrie Irving that money, bro. Hmm. <laughs> Easily. You need you. There are only so many point guards in the league that are as good as him or better. And having him on your team at least gives you a chance to win games every night for the next four years. I love Kyrie. I'm one of his biggest fans. But, like, just off the past history, if I'm putting the GM hat on, I mean, Zion Williamson got some, like, weight restriction in his contract. You know what I'm saying? Joel Embiid has some restriction in his contract. What you've shown to me these past years as a net, nigga, I'm going to have some stipulations, too. So I might do a four-year, $200 million contract, but – that contract is going to be structured around availability. Yeah, I mean, and just just in my like the only the only off court time when Kyrie was chose not to play that I had a problem with was the uh, when he decided to s- go to his sister's birthday. Right, that was the only one. <laughs> he Other didn't even that, tell the team. Imagine having a nine to five and you just don't show up. You getting yeah. fired, nigga. That was the only one to me. Other than that, like you, if you really don't want to take the vaccine, that's that's your that's yeah. your that's your decision. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't, I don't. To me, I would not bring that into a negotiation and be like, hey, like that's just your belief. You mm-hmm. know, it's your body. Um, but everything else, I you know, I would say when he's healthy, he wants to play basketball. Mm. So. Yeah, no, that's facts. Okay, cool. Any last words to wrap up the episode? Um, let's see. I just, you know, always, you know, shout out to Peyton. Always, you know, being a great producer, helping us, you know, set up the show. And, you know, I'll I'll say this, you know, 2023, if it's not starting off well for you, make sure you write them goals down. Um, and you know, try to, you know, go one by one. You know, if you got something you're trying to accomplish this month, just write it down. I, I always find that it's there's there's power in writing something down to accomplish it. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet like that. You know, just just get your goals down on paper and you'll be more productive. Yep. Same thing um, as well, too. Shout out to Mr. Arbor Wendell for always holding it down. And um, words of wisdom, luck favors the prepared, man. Stay ready. So when that time comes, you're going to be ready. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 125 of The Caesar Show featuring Terrence Whaley. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at The Caesar Show. At Caesar's at Terrence Whaley underscore we out.